Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we dove into something I think we're both passionate about, Very. both in, uh, <laughs> in life, in business, in marketing. I think it's a topic that is really important when it comes to marketing. Again, I think it's important across all aspects of your life. But the idea that progress is greater than perfection and that actually perfection is the enemy of progress, right? I think yep. that was a Winston Churchill quote, but I don't think he was referring to marketing, but it's especially important when it comes to marketing that the idea of waiting until something is perfect is actually the enemy of just getting something out there and generating progress, right? Over time, that compounding effect of creating progress is going to be greater than creating perfection. And conversely, the compounding effect of waiting, the negative effect of waiting is going to be far greater than the small risk of just putting something out there that may not be perfect, but is good enough to get the job done, right? There's a gap there in terms of perfection and something that's good enough to go to market. So we dove into that topic and specifically advantages and disadvantages of both sides when it comes to marketing. So hopefully you guys enjoy. All right, Taylor, we're back in the studio. Uh, So this episode is one of my favorite ones. I'm super excited to get into it. It is progress is more important or greater than perfection. Exactly. I think think you can apply that in our personal lives. Definitely can be applied in business. And today we're going to speak from a marketing perspective. Exactly. Yeah, specifically about marketing and what we want to understand about progress versus perfection is really understanding the compounding effect of missed opportunities when it comes to marketing and the hidden cost of perpetually seeking perfection, yeah. right? And I think probably the the biggest reason why we should not as marketers strive towards perfection rather than progress is because for one, the psychology of the idea of like, we can't really capture what perfection is. So it's a never ending pursuit, yeah, right? Yeah, you're going to always look for, there's always something that can be improved. And the when we talk about the compounding effect of missing opportunities is really the biggest reason why as marketers, we want to continue to move forward. So first, I want to talk about the disadvantages of waiting, and okay. then we can talk about the advantages of acting faster and just focusing on progress over perfection. So the first disadvantage of of waiting into perfection. And again, it doesn't have to be perfection. It's always just, there's always something better, right? So if we're looking at it as marketers and say, we're going to watch this campaign, we're going to send this email, we're going to post this on social media, I'm going to run this ad. Make this podcast. Make this podcast. You could make the podcast today, like we're doing, or we could continue to do more research, come up with more examples, and then say, we're going to make the podcast next week or next month, or, you know, you're always doing (laughs) Exactly. You're always kicking the can down the road. So the biggest reason why I would say do it now is that the easiest, the most obvious one is not doing it is a hundred percent chance that you're not going to make any yep. money. Any, right. You're not going to get any leads. You're not going to do anything, right? If we don't run the ad today, I can guarantee you that you're not going to get any leads today. If you run the ad, I'm, I can't guarantee they're going to get leads today, but I can definitely guarantee that you're not going to get it. Right. So that's a big issue. The other thing is that the longer that you wait, the more of an opportunity that you give your competition to do what you were trying to do, right? So you potentially lose that first mover advantage. Let's so say you have a great idea, you have a great piece of content, you have a great ad that you want to run, a great offer. Let's say you have an offer that you're trying to bring to the market, right? The longer that you wait, the more time that creates for your competition to seize that opportunity and get, gain that first mover advantage. So 
that's a big issue with waiting to actually run a campaign, right? Do you know why marketers wait? Why they wait? I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking, I mean, I think yeah. it's just that, do you think they're nervous that it's going to be successful too, so fast that it's going to like explode and um, they're like, let's wait until yeah. everything is perfect? I think, yeah, fear of failure for one. And I think fear of wasting money if it is something that you have True. to put money behind, right? And that's where, again, when we get into the advantages, I think the advantages and the insight that you'll gain from perceived failure with a, a Google ad or a Facebook ad or a blog post, a podcast, whatever that is, is greater than you know, the money that you're actually going to lose on the ad, right? Or a spend on the ad. So that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people decide to wait. Also, I mean, if you're an internal marketer at a company, your job is on the line. You know, you're, oh, yes. the stress is high. The of, budget is limited. Right. <laughs> and you just, everyone's so afraid. I mean, we live in this social media you know, driven world where people have like legitimate panic attacks over posting a tweet or an Instagram post or, you know, they post something on Facebook and it doesn't get enough likes in a certain amount of time and they delete it. And of course, it's like this social anxiety that is just manufactured. I don't know where it comes from, but it's real. And that's, it I is. think, holding people back. And that's where it's like, well, yesterday you said tomorrow right. and it's always going to be that way. So I think just progress is greater than perfection in, in a lot of cases in life, like you mentioned, specifically when it comes to digital marketing. And as digital marketers, we need to understand that that's, that's a big advantage. Another reason that I think that waiting is a, a disadvantage, waiting until it's perfect or waiting until it's better, is that as a marketer, what you're trying to do, right, is communicate your value to your customer. And the longer that you wait, the longer that you're denying your customer Right. That, that whatever that piece of value is, right? Whether it's just a content piece, whether that's an actual offer, whether that's your actual product, uh, the longer you wait to introduce your product to your audience, the longer they're going without your product, right? So it's really, a, you know, you talk about a win-win situation. It's a lose-lose situation because you're not making money, guaranteed, and your clients, your prospective clients are not being introduced to your product, so they can't solve their problems, right? And the longer they go, there's a compounding effect of their problems building right. up and building up or they might seek alternative solutions no i completely agree with you and i think the same thing on the social side as well you're worried and you're also not doing it and nobody ever sees it and you can have the most amazing product or yeah. service or solution the world needs but nobody even knows you exist yeah absolutely and so that you know brings me to my next point about you know the disadvantages of waiting i believe that especially as marketers we need momentum to carry us through. And I think that motion, forward motion, any kind of motion, even if it is perceived as you know, a step backwards, it creates a sort of momentum, right? And so talk about the idea of a podcast, right? Is, you know, we could sit here and wait and do the research until you get the perfect podcast, or we could create a podcast and in the middle of that podcast, we might think of another topic that we want to write about or or you know, create content about, or you know, do we get feedback from that podcast right. that stems and sparks another idea? turn the podcast into a video. I mean, whatever you're doing just in life in general, when you have some sort of motion, forward motion, it's going to create some kind of momentum and you can kind of ride that wave. And as marketers, we definitely need to create a lot of content. And so waiting until it's perfect is really going to be a, a you know crux of your, your marketing strategy. And then really the big piece of what we wanted to cover today is the compounding effect of waiting versus acting. So it's not just that three-day period or that 10-day period or whatever. 
let's give the example of say I want to you know post on social media. Or I want to run ads in social media, right? Probably add maybe a better example. If we say hey, it's just I'm going to launch today. I'm going to launch in two weeks when I think everything's perfect. It's not that two week period. It's that let's say I'm going to wait and you're going to launch. You launch your ad from day one. Copy is not where you want it to be. The creative is not where you want it to be. The landing page is not where you want it to be. Maybe you're not sure on the audience. So you run two different audiences to kind of test it. And I'm, you know, going back and forth with my team trying to figure out what I want to do. And it's going to take me two weeks. So it's not that two weeks because you might find out in the first 24 hours or first 48 hours or the first four hours, right? That there's an issue with your copy or your creative. You start to get bad results. You might start to get good results. You might start to get comments on those Facebook posts that people are asking questions. So you're now learning and gathering data for 48 hours while you run that ad. Then now you go out, you make those adjustments, turn those ads off, run some new ads or make adjustments to those ads. And now you get a whole new set of feedback, right? So you're getting this exponential feedback loop. You're gaining information. You might even already have generated some leads from those ads, talk to the prospect, learn some pain points, go back to the drawing board, scrap the whole idea, run a different kind of ad or a different audience, all based on the information that you've gathered from that data, from those analytics, and from those conversations. Now you are light years ahead of where I would be in two weeks. And I have to now start that process in two weeks, right? And you've already gone through those whole things. So it's not just those two weeks. It's that now the next time I want to run ads, you're going to, I'm going to have do the same thing and I'm going to wait two more weeks. And you're improving in real time and extrapolate that over two years instead of two weeks, right? How much more information you gather just from putting it out there, getting some information, getting some data, getting some feedback and using that feedback as the fuel of your marketing, right? As your strategy. I couldn't agree with you more. First of all, I'd like that you compared it to two different teams or people or companies. It takes like seven days to have Facebook even it's called the learning process to get out of sure. the learning to even show it to the right audience that you picked. So if you're waited a week, you're now waiting seven more days to get that. Now, as a Facebook marketer, we know that everybody you showed your ad to, now I could retarget to them. And I've had more impressions than the other guy who hasn't right. even started. Right. So I could be light years again because I can create my second campaign that is a retargeting campaign to target the people that seen my first ad and it's just a perpetual growth, like you said. So I think you, you nailed it. It's not just about being behind seven days. It's that I have a bigger audience, I have more pixeled audience than you do. Mm-hmm. I have a better retargeting strategy. I'll be the one that's going to get more impressions on my retargeting than you do. Mm-hmm. And definitely, if I optimize it right, I'll be light years ahead on right. who to show my ad to, what's my cost per lead, yeah. uh, and so on. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right but it was just poor execution i'll tell you what head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms 
talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. And back back to that momentum, I think that mindset is also compounding, right? So the idea of let's just let the data dictate the strategy is also going to compound. So for example, like you said, now you know that it's going to take seven days for Facebook to even learn what you're trying to do. So rather than us going back and forth and deliberating on, should we use this picture or this picture or this ad copy? What do you think of this audience? And then we could say, well, let me, you know, let's look at what we did in the past and uh, what is it? I mean, you could talk for three weeks when, you know, you were supposed to launch in two weeks, it took you three weeks, then you still have that seven day period, right? Which knowing that knowledge and having this mindset of just ship it, get it out there and we'll let the data dictate it, then you would have made that decision much faster and you wouldn't have deliberated. You would have said, hey, here's our best two options. Let's do a test, split test, A-B test. Let's run both audience, both ads. I'll pay more in the short term rather than pay more in the long term of yep. you know losing. I mean, what out. if you didn't get the lead, right? It's whoever saw the the ad got the lead. You now not only lost on the ad, you could have probably lost the sale sure. if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. In theory, you're in those two scenarios. We're right. both marketing to the same customer. So right. me again, that goes back to the first mover advantage of you know you launched that first. I'm having internal meetings about which you know ad image to, to use, and right. you tested five different images. And you already generated the lead for that one person. <laughs> yeah, so that, there's no point in waiting, in my opinion. So I think the other thing that I want to, you know, express is that when I talk about, you know, either pay now or pay later, yeah. what we found in that it's not just the information that you gather; it's that the value in that information from those failures, you know, perceived failures, I say, because the value in that information is greater than the actual expense or the cost that you would be paying, right? So I think as marketers, we know the the cost per click and the cost per lead and cost per acquisition. Like those are the metrics that are just drilled into our brain. But you also have to understand like the value of learning information, right? Right. So we understand this when it comes to like online courses or, you know, going to college and paying for a higher education. Like you see that and it's like, oh, it's going to cost you $40,000 to go to college, Right. right? And you don't look at that in terms of like ROI, like that's not how the college sells right. you. The university sells you like, well, <laughs> here's your ROI going to be. It's going to be a 50 year return on investment after all your taxes and right. bills and all that. Like as marketers, we should look at that and say, should I spend an extra thousand dollars this month to learn yeah. two months faster, two months ahead of schedule so that now I don't have to wait until the next quarter to actually get the results I'm looking for. I can learn faster, right? Like there's a lot of value in the findings and the data in the failures, especially if it's a a blatant failure and you get, you you know, you get people commenting on the Facebook post or whatever that may be giving negative feedback. Like it's just like within sales, you know, a no is the second best answer you can get is because it's a definitive answer. Yes is obviously the best you want. You want your ad to work. You want your, your sales pitch to work, but if it doesn't work, you don't want like anything that you don't really understand. Like, I don't know if it's working or not. People are clicking, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. You want to know like explicitly, this is not working because of X, Y, and Z. 
And the only way you can really do that because there's so many variables and factors is to test all those variables. And that's where speed is going to be far greater than waiting to perfection and trying to get all the variables yeah, correct. And I want to just add, you know, in Google ads is the same thing. Yeah. If you're remember, we used to say that in our podcast, when you're doing SEO, you should use Google ads to find the keywords to yeah. optimize because you're using that simply not to, you're not going to rank higher by doing ads it's to find out what keyword is getting the most conversions. Yeah. And you could guess and do SEO or pay for the knowledge, then, you know, optimize the keywords with the highest conversions. So you're not having to pay Google forever. I'm glad you're, you brought that up. Yeah. I think it's a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about. And just to kind of reiterate and clarify in this example, right? So let's say we had 10 keywords, just Correct. an example. You'd always have more than that. But let's say you had 10 keywords that you think you have prioritized, right? So if you're trying to optimize, if all else is equal and you get no traffic today from any of those search terms, from an SEO perspective, you got to do obviously a lot of research. You got to look at your competition. You have to create content around those. Right. You have to prioritize even because you probably can't focus on all 10 of those keywords or search terms at once. Yeah. And then you also have the time factor of, building the authority, letting Google index the content, continuing to build more authority, making adjustments, making changes, seeing how Google is going to react. And so that's going to take a long time, right? Uh, and then you get that sort of you know, analysis paralysis. Again, it's like, is it worth it for us to take this time? And then maybe you take even longer to even write the content because you're not sure if it's worth it. Whereas let's say you have this mindset of, hey, progress is just better than perfection. Let's let the data dictate the results. First step you would do is just like you said, is here's our 10 keywords, spin up a Google ad account. Let's bid on those keywords tomorrow so that we get the traffic the next day and let's find out what happens. If Is right. that even good traffic? Is that even worth investing into? If it is, then develop a plan for organic. But the idea that, well, we're just going to say we can't bid on this keyword because it's not going to be profitable on a cost per click perspective or cost per lead or we can't compete with the competition. There's more value in the findings that this is a valuable keyword. Forget about the cost per click. If it's worth it, there's enough volume and those are good quality leads. Then you invest into your SEO for long term for that right. to be effective. And you don't want to change your SEO strategy every day either. Right. Yeah. You. I mean, you can't not like you can with other channels like paid channels. Right. So, I mean, anything else that you want to add about, I guess, the idea of forward progress and it's something that you believe into it. I mean, I think 10 out of 10, you're always, you know, creating content, putting it out there. Yeah. Test. Uh, I yeah. guess the word is testing because I promise you, I don't care what you're doing. You could be running your Facebook ads. You're trying to do your Google ads. You're trying to do an email campaign or podcast. Your first episode is going to suck. Yeah. Know that hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. And your second might yeah. not be that great either. If you don't do it, you're never going to know how to get it better. All the things that I do. I mean, of course we're a marketing company, so we do a lot of marketing for clients and we also do our own marketing. So we have to know what works before we could even recommend to our clients. So right. we're like in test mode all day. Right. Right. And so I think I had a saying that we're always under construction. So yeah. we got construction signs up everywhere, right. everywhere, every area of our marketing, our right. business is always being tested. So yeah. And yeah, I that believe that if I waited for the perfect business plan, the, the perfect pitch, the perfect website template, the perfect it's still slides, be waiting. I still be waiting. <laughs> yeah. But we are light years ahead because of the fact that we didn't wait to do that. And neither do we want our clients to be sitting around waiting while the competition is eating their yeah. lunch. Yeah, no, that's that's perfect. I think you had like 10 different nuggets in there that sound bites that I think I agree with in terms of, like you said, always under construction, I think is a good point of 
let me say like done is not finished, right? right. Like just because we launched this ad, this put a blog post out there, put a social media post, like you can make adjustments, you can change it, you can delete it if it's really that bad and you know, you're getting that right. much feedback. But like the other thing you need to keep in mind, like you just said is, Hey, we have to test it first because we're bringing it to our clients. Right. As an agent or as a, a marketer internally, you should think the same way. It's like this content that you're creating is not for you. The content is for your audience. <laughs> so how, what are you going to do in your board meetings? Go back and forth about what you think your prospect wants create the content, show it to your prospect. Love that. Get the feedback. But the and market dictate if it's good or bad. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can't you can't sit there and, and deliberate in these meetings and expect that you're going to nail it every right. single time. And you're not the buyer. And you're not going to hit a home run every single time. Like you said, the first piece of content you create is probably going to be terrible. Yep. So just create some momentum and then generate, create that feedback loop and then build a process around that. And that's how you're going to be the most effective right. marketer. No, that's awesome. All right. Absolutely. Anything else? Well, I mean, I think if you practice that personally, it's automatically going to be in your business. Every entrepreneur that we know, every pro was once an amateur, bro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How's that one? Right. Right? Everybody's got to start somewhere. And a lot of times I think it's confidence. They're worried. Are they good enough? Can I start? I mean, maybe it's not going to, like you said, maybe it's the fear of failing. They're not sure. And there's a lot of factors. So maybe what if, you know, we lost $2,000 or whatever, and then we didn't get any leads. I'm like, how would you know? Right. How would you know? It's simply, it's the way that the organizations are built. Either you, you're not set to experiment and try new things. You know, there's not that entrepreneurial spirit. So everybody's like risk averse. Yep. So nothing can fail. And asking a marketing agency for guarantee is exactly that. It's like, you can go into entrepreneurship and think about consistent pay. Right. right. <laughs> Similarly, you can't go into marketing thinking that the results are guaranteed. It's right. not. Yeah. And you can't compare yeah, what you see, maybe competition or other marketing teams putting out there. And because like you said, you're only going to see the end result. So yeah. you're going to say like, wow, we need to really follow, you know, HubSpot, right? Because their content, they nail it every time. Every time They're they marketing. come up. Their right. niche is marketing. Right. And well, and the thing is, is that you didn't see 15 years ago when their first blog right. was terrible, right? So right. you can't stop comparing your marketing, your resources, whatever, to someone else because you don't know the whole story. So I think that's probably you asked at the beginning, you know, why why do markers wait? I think that's part of it is like, you can't think of perfection in your own mind. So then you look at someone else who's doing it really well and you try to emulate that. And then you, something always seems off about it because it's not up to that standard. Well, you're skipping the entire journey, right. right? You're just trying to get to the end and, you know, it's it's going to be very surface level in terms of your offering. So I think just create something, put it out there, see what happens. And it's probably not, you know, something that, you know, maybe a little bit more difficult to sell internally because, you know, your CFO or accounting people, they're going to ask, well, like, what is the ROI going to be? <laughs> they, they want it to be a home run every time, right? Because just because it's possible, it, it yeah. is possible to get to that. But you have to be bought in, like you said, at an organizational level to the value of the data and information and that this is our process. And the process is going to have that compounding effect that we talked about. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you did, give us a like, share it with your friends. Absolutely. Um, follow us, subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions that you'd like us or topics that you'd like us to cover in the podcast, we talk about that feedback loop. Yep. So just like that, we created this piece of content. No idea if you guys are going to like it. If you do, right. uh, let us know. If you don't, definitely let us know. 
Solomon, where can listeners uh, submit their questions? Absolutely. So you could go to oneims.com slash podcast where they're all housed. You can also email us at podcast at oneims.com. We do get emails all the time and we love them. So thank you guys for you know being loyal. I know there's a million marketing podcasts out there. We, this is a labor of love, Taylor. This, mm-hmm. this is, we do this because you know we feel like we have a lot to contribute and, and we continue to share these strategies with our clients and we wanted to make sure this is an outlet. Uh, if you're looking to learn more about marketing, if you're looking for inbound marketing, we want this to a place that is 100% educational, right? So it's a safe podcast. <laughs> I promise there will be no explicit content in, in this one. But yeah, no, thanks a lot for subscribing. Uh, we love uh, feedback as Taylor said, uh, and we'll see you next time. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you can do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.